like, Yahweh, what more do you want me to say about this particular thing? Like, what, what, is, <laughs> what do you want me to say? Like, I, I feel like I could not, where I normally feel like I can formulate some things, I can, you know, put things together and, and fairly, uh, I, I do a fairly good job of articulating what it is he's saying to me. I've, I've gotten this, um, I feel like he's started to develop a gift inside of me to articulate uh, certain things that Yahweh's uh, put in my heart. Um, but I don't, I don't know what to tell you. It's just been weird the past couple of nights as I've, as I've tried to sit down and look at my notes. I'm like, okay, that doesn't kind of go together. What am I talking about here? And, and uh, so I know I'm probably freaking out a lot of y'all more than I am myself. But um, it's funny, Trisha came up to me during praise and worship, and she said uh, this morning whenever I was, um, when I was under my tallit and I was, I was praying in the spirit at, uh, and just having my, my uh, secret place moment, Yahweh said to me, um, to tell you that he can do more with, uh, what, tell me what exactly what it was. Yeah, when you're not prepared, he can, that's when he can really do something. So that's where we're at this morning. There's not a whole lot of preparation here. And we're going to work through things together here. Um, but I've been, I've had this thing of giving, right? Like I've talked a lot about this, give, 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 give it to give, give. Mark, stop talking about giving. And it's like, I don't know why, because I feel like sometimes we, can't, we have this idea. We know about giving, like, okay, heart of giving, got you, Mark. I don't know why I put, like, negative terms in. Like, y'all aren't, y'all don't feel that way. That's probably myself. But, but giving, and, and we started it off really where this probably started, the fir- where this, this seed was initially planted, was when we took the stand in the beginning of this year to evangelize Bay County, which later turned into redeem Bay County through a word, um, through hope of what evangelism actually is. But the original thing was from Apostle's word of that third thing that he always talked about wanting to do, but it just didn't seem like he could break through that thing. And so we, so we took on that as we're called to evangelize Bay County. And, and, uh, I believe that that's where the initial seed started getting, started planting. Started, there was a, when we declared that, we opened up a door. Um, and so I, uh, so I think that this giving thing is, is huge. And, and so then I started to talk about tithing. And I think that was maybe message one, maybe the first thing that Yahweh put into me. And I was not happy about speaking about that because I know how much we have, you know, learned about tithing. But it's about the difference between the principle and the heart, right? The principle only gets you so far. The principle tells you, you know, this is how you do it. It becomes a law, but principle can become complacency very easily. And, uh, and, the, and the difference between the heart of tithing, what was taught to us, what is the heart of it? Making sure that we don't become the rich young ruler who said, who, who literally was asking for a, a, a way to, um, you know, how, how, how can I enter the kingdom, Yeshua? Teach me that. And he said, basically, at the end of the day, give it all away. He was like, man. And just the, like, just the delay, just the, the, the slight kind of hesitation there, Yeshua said, you can't do it. It's not possible. It is impossible for a rich man to enter the kingdom. And why, and sometimes, you know, the religious world says, oh, see, you love money, all that kind of stuff. You can't be rich. It's not about being rich. It's about the mindset of what the source is for you and who ultimately owns it all. And so when we give that tithe, when we come in and when we come in and we, and we, we set it apart and we give that tithe, we're, we're recognizing that this is a representation of the whole. 
this is a representation that I'm saying, like, listen, this, I'm giving this because I want Yahweh to take over my literal financial needs. Like, he, I want to give this to him and recognize, like, out of my heart because ultimately already was his. Yeah, and we, and we, say, and we say, Yahweh, I'm, I'm putting this in and just recognizing that this is my first and my best, and I want you to take care of the rest. Now, I've been up here. I'm the first and the best, and you take care of the rest. <laughs> He's going to have a song here soon. <laughs> but I think, about, uh, I think about that setting apart. And, man, every single time I, I talk about the tithing thing now, I think about Ben putting his hand on it. That day, it, just, it, it, was, it was just one of those prophetic gestures that Yahweh used for me and setting something apart. And, and I just want to reiterate that real quick of let's not get complacent with the things that we do. Stir it up a little bit and make sure when we give, whether it be here or whether it be somewhere else, uh, whether it be your tithe or whether it be an offering to something else, that we, we have a purpose in it. And it's not just inspired and it's not just complacent. It's not just what we do, but it is literally we are giving by the Spirit. And what are we doing with it? I think about uh, when I got engaged. Some of you guys know this story, but uh, I, had, I was in Atlanta, Georgia, and um, I'd already asked Eva's dad, um, and, I, and I was so excited, ready to do this thing. I'd gotten a ring, and my family went for a trip to Atlanta, Georgia, where uh, my cousin was going to be playing. He, he's a professional baseball player, and he was going to be playing um, in Atlanta that day that weekend, and so we were going to see him, and, uh, and I was like, man, I had been to the Georgia Aquarium before, and it was so incredible, like, the whale sharks in this huge tank, and it's just, it's just how it looks, it's just very magnificent, and I had this ridiculous idea in my head, because Eva and I had gone before, that we'd go there, there'd be like no one there, and it would just be like this, like this whale, I don't even know if that's what they sound like, but whale shark going across, and there'd be this picture of like me down on my knee, like, you know, proposing, and it'd be this beautiful, awesome moment, so I have this ring, I bring my entire, my entire family is there for this, Aunt Cheryl and Uncle Steve are there as well, and, uh, and I, they, they're in on it, like they know what's about to take place, and so I'm like, uh, so everybody's pretty hyped, and um, the only person in that group that didn't know what was going on is Eva, and Eva was excited about the aquarium and seeing it and doing that kind of stuff, so we get there, we pull up in straight up Disney World up in here, it is like a thousand people in one little tiny area just waiting in line and I'm like in the sun's beating down it's hot I forgot the the fact that when Eva and I went the first time it was like fall like or or maybe like it was it was cooler let's just say that and a whole lot less people and this time there was a million people in this area you're on this little like people mover thing and you're sitting there like this like people are all around you we're pouring sweat and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. This is going to be horrible. I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe when we get into the main auditorium, it'll be that moment. The whale shark, the whole thing, be able to do this. It's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. I, I got this. So uh, <laughs> do y'all believe that's what happened? No. Um, so we get there, more people in this area. than There's kids like running around. There's no way I can even get up to the thing. And I sure don't want to like be like stiff arming kids in order to get down on my knee to propose to Eva. She can't even hear me. And so we're all stressed. Like throughout the time, we're just like, 
All right, okay, next exhibit. Oh, cool fish. All right, go, let's go to the next exhibit. Cool fish. And Eva's like, Eva's like, wait, 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 wait. I, I just wanted to look how cool this is. And we're like, yeah, whatever. It, you've seen one, you've seen them all. Let's get out of here. And, uh, and like, we're just like, I mean, literally, yeah, they're saying this is the truth. Because we all are sitting there like, um. And, and then if you've ever proposed, you know how nervous you already feel. You're just like, Oh my gosh. And so like every, well, what happens is by the time, like, I was just like, let's, let's get this proposal done. Let's just do this. <laughs> and I, and my dad, it was hilarious. We started, we'd go into different places. And so we went from, we're going to this huge whale shark exhibit, awesome thing to like, we're like in front of this little fish tank by a trash can. And my dad's like, could, could be a good spot. And I was like, and I was tempted, and I was like, well, there's a little bit of light shining through. I'm starting to think of the picture, the moment and stuff, and I'm going to, uh, and, and I just, I I've thankfully came to my senses and said, no, I'm not going to do it there. Now, I did, I was tempted multiple times throughout just like walking by this, oh, that's a pretty park, maybe right there, I'll just get down on my knee, whatever, but uh, I, I thankfully, my senses came to me, and I just, I, I, I calmed down, and I waited till the right moment, which was uh, back home. It didn't work out there, but it was just hilarious, and I, and I think about, uh, how do I relate that back to what I was saying, but I, I, I think about, like, the, the setting apart, the, the recognizing that it's bigger than just, like, what we just do, right? Like, we're, like, the tithe, the giving, it's, it's bigger than just, like, that's what we do. We just give. We just, we just tithe. And so, so that was the first thing. And then, and then last week we talked about uh, multiplication, about how Yeshua sees things, how Yeshua sees the giftings and anointings within you or what you actually just have that sometimes we don't actually recognize ourselves or we do recognize it. He wants us to see it for what it is. You know, like, listen, I see that you only have like a, you know, uh, bread and fish. It looks like a dinner from Captain D's. Like it is nothing, but I see more than that. Like, I see something bigger than that. And so if you can come to me and, and realize, like, I can, I, I can see what you see, but I want you to see what I see, then we can work with something. And in that, that was the story of the 5,000, which we said was like 20,000, actually, or maybe even more. That was a conservative number. But that this, that Yahweh, Yeshua sees things in, that you see. He sees the impossibility, but he recognizes how possible it is in the source in which you're tied into. Um, and so I, uh, so I was reading this week, and I want to, if you have your Bibles with you, let's open up to Second uh, Kings. There was a story that I was going to, uh, I was going to, real quick, let me do something. Pause. Go ahead and get to, uh, go ahead and get to Second Kings. But, um. I keep, I keep forgetting to do this, and I want to recognize Katie and Tyler. Will y'all stand up real quick? They recently got engaged, and I was just talking about engagement. We love y'all. Congratulations. Thankful for you. Okay, so uh, 2 Kings 4, and this was something actually that I was going to read. Pause one more time. Sorry. <laughs> I also want to recognize, I'm going to look at this list here. I told you, I'm prepared today, all right? Just go with me, all right? But uh, Bill and Jennifer Bufkin, recently their uh, oldest daughter, um, Victoria, just got married, and we are so thankful that, uh, that they said it was a great wedding, it was awesome, and so we want to recognize them and rejoice with those who rejoice. They're a part of us, and we rejoice with them. 
And then finally, this is not, this is more of a, a serious thing that I have, uh, and that's serious, but a little bit different, um, not rejoicing, I'd say. Um, but I have been, I have been moved by um, David and uh, Shannon Woods. Um, they're, um, they're in Redding, California, and if you've turned on the news at all, um, you know that it is on fire right now, and, uh, and that it is, they're in a, a difficult situation, and they've lost their home, and, um, and I just want us to have it on our hearts this week to not only just pray for them, let's pray for them, but get with their parents or get with them, um, Deborah will be here this week, get with her, and let's find a way that we can, that what can we do? If we just need to call them up and say, hey, we're with you, I want you to know, I, I sent an Instagram message to Shannon on one of her stories and said that as well. I just said, hey, if there's anything that you need, please let us know. We're with you. You're a part of us because we're a part of you because we love you and we care about what's going on there. And we care, though it's not in right here in Bay County, and I know our focus right now is Bay County, if there's anything that we can do to help you, just know that we love you and we're praying for you. So, and families, same thing. Um, so anyways, just have them on your hearts. Have that city on your hearts. That's a, that's a big situation going on there, so. All right, let me make sure. All right, think I am good to go. All right, so this story, this particular story last week, I, I had actually been reading this for a couple weeks, and last week I had planned on reading it because I th- the way I was thinking about this story went right along with multiplication, and it was exactly, it was going to be good. It was going to help me kind of, oh, not just the 5,000 everybody's heard, but also this other story that everybody's heard, look how Yahweh does this. Like, I had this idea of what the reason for reading this story would be, and this is in, I don't know if I said, 2 Kings 4. And, uh, and Yahweh just recently, this morning, showed me a different thing with this. I was reading over this. I was reading over my notes, fumbling over what I was going to say, all that kind of stuff. And Yahweh showed me, like, listen, this is what I want. And this is awesome because it's exactly what everyone who has been up here has spoken about. And it's just, it's confirmation and it's amazing. So let's just get started. So you know this story, but let's just read it. Uh, 2 Kings 4.1. We got that, guys, or no? Uh, anyways, a certain woman of, of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha saying, your servant, my husband is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be slaves. So obviously the story is that we have two sons that are about to go and be taken into slavery. Mama's freaking out. I can relate because I've got two boys and I would be freaking out too. Um, but She's freaking out, and, she's, and she says, uh, and she's, so she goes to Elisha, and in verse 2, it says, So Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me what do you have in your house? And she, uh, and she said, Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. This story is so cool. Good, you'll have it up there. Um, I got to go, had the privilege of going to eat with uh, Henry and Caroline. My family, they invited us out to Port St. Joe, and we got to sit down with Henry and Caroline Jordan uh, a couple days ago, a couple of nights ago, and it's awesome. If you, want, if, we, if you need an impartation of what giving is, the heart of giving, get around them. It's, it's their wheelhouse. It's not the only thing, but Yahweh has blessed them tremendously uh, with that heart. You know, their story is not... 
yeah, he was just great at everything, and he just went in, and he's there, have a lot of money and that kind of thing. He started from the bottom, and, he, and his focus was not, how do I make money? His focus was, how do I have the heart of Yahweh? How am I led by Holy Ghost? And his, their lives are a testimony of that. So if you need an impartation of giving, go to them. And I don't mean to get something. I mean to, of giving, a heart of giving, all right? Um, but, so we got to eat with them, and, uh, and it was an awesome, great time. Um, it's beautiful out there, and... Henry said something. We were, I don't even remember why we were talking about this or what came up, but he, we, we were talking about a, Apostle, and he just said, you know, I've just always seen Apostle, seen Apostle when he was up here, and what he was doing was it was just like he was this, um, he was just throwing seed out. Like he just was reaching in his bag and going and throwing seed out and throwing seed out, and that's what he did is he just was a seed thrower, and we've talked a lot this morning already about seeds right, being thrown. Shiloh talked about it, about a seed. So these are seeds that have been thrown out, out here. And, uh, and I think that we obviously, those that are here, we represent that good soil. I think some that aren't here represent the good soil that these seeds landed and, and, uh, and, and implanted there into when Apostle threw them out. And so I, uh, so I was like, yeah, that's so cool. That's, yeah, I see that too. I can see that just visually. And Apostle did a whole lot, but that was, that was awesome. And it, and, I, and I, I realized, just like Shiloh said this morning, I immediately started to think about uh, that that seed that's been planted in us is just a seed unless it's activated by something. Usually it needs some elements, water, sunlight. My dad could tell you more about that. But let's just say rain. And Chris, Emma, y'all talked about it. As soon as, I thought, as soon as I thought about this, when he told me this, I started to think about that song, Rain Upon My Desert, that was sung so beautifully by Aaron and Carolina at uh, Apostle's funeral. And it was incredible. I mean, it was just amazing. I, I, if you haven't, go on Facebook, go back and find that, or you can get on our website and just listen to that. <laughs> it was just so powerful and amazing. And Aaron's voice, Carolina's voice, y'all are incredible. But I was thinking, and I just started singing that song. Oh, gosh. But so, there's this thing, is that I, I believe that what Yahweh is speaking to me about right now, what giving is going to do for this house, and what some of the things that we're about to enter into is about the activation of some seeds that have been planted in us. And some of those maybe have grown, right? Oh, Yahweh, help me say this. So here's the thing, is that Damon Thompson talks about the scripture that says, he'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water, who brings forth fruit in its season, and its leaf shall not wither. But he says that's a wrong translation, that actually the proper translation should say it brings forth fruit in every season. Because then the next scripture, the next verse says, because the leaf shall not wither. And it's planted by a river. And I believe that what's happening prophetically in this house right now and what Yahweh's taking us into and is going to activate within us is that there has been a long time of us needing the rain, like rain upon our desert. Like, let's rain and let's, let's have some of these seeds grow. But I think that what Yahweh is trying to remind us right now 
is that, yes, there is rain, and sometimes we need that to fall upon us. I'm not taking that away. I think it's a beautiful uh, uh, representation of some things that I even need in my own life. But I want you to realize this morning that we are plugged into a never-ending well. And I see that these seeds that have been planted in us, this well is starting to bubble up. And it never ends. And sometimes there needs to be an activation. And I think that what we are about to, I don't think, I know what we're about to walk into. You said, Shiloh, something's coming. Something is coming, brother. Because these, these seeds that have been planted in us, I promise you, as we activate this through giving, and we're going to do some things to actually help us do this, but as we walk into this, we will realize that we are not looking for a season of rain to fall upon these seeds so that it can grow, but we have a never-ending well, well within us through Yeshua the Christ. And this, is a, this to me is what it, this whole thing is about. So let's look at this. So it says, what shall I do for you? And then it goes, tell me what, to, this is verse two. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me what do you have in, your, in the house? So I love this because we read, that real we, we read that real quick. I cannot talk this morning. What shall I do for you? Tell me what do you have in, your, in the house? But really think about it. He stops and he, it's a provoking, it's an activation. He immediately, first of all, says, you came to me. You're walking in an, in an inferior degree of what's already within you. You don't have quite the revelation that you need about who you already are and what you already have. What do I have for you? Let me give you this amazing revelation. I personally have nothing for you. I alone have nothing for you. And I think you're right, Caroline, that we are, not, we are not coming to church anymore to just hear a word, right? Like we know this, we talk about this all the time. But if I can signal anything this morning, I just want to declare to you that the well is bubbling up, that you don't need it from me. I'm just here to declare and activate this morning something that I believe is happening in this house. So what shall I do for you? Then he immediately says, tell me, what do you have in the house? Sounds a whole lot like the story we read about the 5,000 last week. Yeshua says, what do you have? Take inventory of what's within you. So let's keep reading. It says, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. And I always, whenever I read these stories, I've said this before, but I always like, I think of like myself, like in there, I try to look and think about what she's actually thinking, what they're actually thinking, and I think about like oil when you're actually cooking, one of Miss Julia's awesome pasta dinners or something, like that plug, uh, you have oil, and sometimes, it seems like for us, oil is like always the olive oil up there, it, it, it's like you have a ton or you have none. It just, I don't know why this is. I don't know if anybody else can relate, but I, I go and I'm like going to cook spaghetti or something. I go up there and either it's like, man, we have a ton of olive oil. The next day I can go, we're going to cook some pasta. I need some olive oil. It's nothing. And you like turn it upside down and you're like shaking it. And you can get a lot out of there after a while, but it is, it's just like, and I, I think about her in this moment thinking like, man, you're asking me what I have. I need help here, and you're asking me what I have. I literally have olive oil, or I have oil in the house, or whatever that might be, kind of oil that might be, that I, that I, I hope there's a lot in there, but that's all I've got. That's it. How is that going to help save my boys? Don't come to me with that. Don't ask me what I have. 
I've got all, I've got oil. Cool. Like now tell me what I need to hear. So he says this, and he recognizes this in her, in her because he says, then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. And he said, do not gather just a few. The reason he said, do not gather just a few is because he recognized within her that she still was operating in an inferior degree of revelation of who she was and what she had. So he just said, listen, I know what you're saying. I know you're angry with me probably right now. You're probably a little irritated that I'm talking about your, go grab some vessels and don't just grab a few. Trust me in this. So then verse four, it says, and when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons, uh, you and your sons, then pour it on all, uh, pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel, so the oil ceased. And see, I don't think that the oil really, I think the oil ceased in that moment, but I think that really what happened in that moment is she realized the miracle that had just taken place and she realized that she is plugged into something supernatural that the natural can't, can't do anything with. Like the oil ceased in that moment because she only had that many jars. But I think she lived with never-ending oil after that. So 7 says, Then so she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. That kind of proves my point there anyways. But I just, I believe this, this morning, for us, in this season of, take that back, not this season, in this lifestyle of giving, when we start to activate some things within us, we're going to realize that the well will never run dry and that we're not looking for someone, something, or even some place to be the answer, that we're moving into a place that we don't need, we don't, we have the answer. That's within us. And I believe that we are going to be taking inventory of what, like Ben says, that we're taking inventory of what we already have. And Yahweh is going to multiply that thing. And he's going, he's going to anoint us in ways that we've never been anointed before to walk out and affect this county in ways that we've never done before. I think it's one area uh, in this ministry that we have not recognized. We haven't seen the fulfillment of. Can I say that? Is that Okay. Is that, is that, I'm not, I'm not saying that we didn't do something right. We're in, now we're coming into this time that we are going to be walking into this. And it's going to shake things up a little bit. It's going to be a little bit uncomfortable at times. It could be different. It could be weird. But I want to, as, as a, as a leader in this house, give us all opportunity for this as a family. I think that individually, we probably have walked in some giving great. You got your, you know, Henry and Caroline's, you got your Sandy and Ed's, you got your Joe and Ellen's, and plenty of you individually can be, are, are great givers. But as a family, as, as actually someone that's, Yahweh wants us to be effective, right? Like we need to be effective. No more just words, but actually actions. I want to read something else, and we're going to... We're going to wrap this up because I don't know if I'm landing here. Um, this is Matthew 25, verse 31. Do you have that? 
So 2531 says, I'm, gonna read, I'm just going to read this straight through. And I know we've heard this before in the sense of like this like judgment type thing. I just want you to just hear, hear about the Spirit this morning, all right? So it says, when the Son of Man appears in his majestic glory with all his angels by his side, he will take a seat on his throne of splendor, and all the nations will be gathered together before him. And like a shepherd who separates the sheep from the goats, he will separate all the people. The sheep he will put on his right side and the goats on his left. Then the king will turn to those on his right and say, you have a special place in the Father's heart. Come and experience the full inheritance of the kingdom realm that has been destined for you from before the foundation of the world. For when you saw me hungry, you fed me. When you found me thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I had no place to stay, you invited me in, and when I was poorly clothed, you covered me. When I was sick, you tenderly cared for me, and when I was in prison, you visited me. This is Yeshua speaking, by the way. Then the godly will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry? or thirsty, or give you food, or something to drink? When did we see you with no place to stay and invite you in? When did we see you poorly clothed or cover you? When did we see you sick and tenderly care for you, or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, don't you know, when you cared for one of the least important of these, my little ones, my true brothers and sisters, you demonstrated love for me. Then those on the left, the king will say, leave me, for you, have, for you are under the curse and an eternal fire that has been destined for the devil and all his demons. For when you, this is pretty harsh, um, for when you saw me hungry, you refused to give me food, and when you saw me thirsty, you refused to give me something to drink. I had no place to stay, and you refused to take me into your, uh, in as a guest. When you saw me poorly clothed, you closed, you closed your hearts and would not cover me. When you saw me that, uh, when you saw that I was sick, you didn't lift a finger to help me. And when I was in prison, you never came to visit me. And then those on his left will say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty and not give you food or something to drink? When did we see you homeless or poorly clothed? When did we see you sick and not help you or in prison and not visit you? Then he will answer them, don't you know? Don't you know, when you refused to help one of the least important among these, my little ones, my true brothers and sisters, you refused to help me and honor me. And then, and they will depart from his presence and go into eternal punishment, but the godly and beloved sheep will enter into eternal bliss. Man, I don't want, I'm not trying to give you this basic like, oh, he's talking about giving here, so see, be a sheep, not a goat. See you later. <laughs> I mean, I could, and that would, you know, be all right. But, but you know, like, I don't have experience with goats much. I was a, when I was a kid, one tried to eat my shirt and scare me to death, and I didn't like them from then on. But I actually, goats are cool. Um, I'm not hating on goats this morning. But goats are capricious by nature. Like, they, like, they are very, uh, they do what they want, you know what, they, they, I'll, I'll do what I want. I'm a goat, I can jump on stuff, I can run around, do whatever I want to do. In fact, the, 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 the phrase, grass is greener, is always greener on the other side, was actually coined watching a goat. And they are notorious for getting their heads stuck in a fence because they're trying to eat grass on the other side of the fence. 
It's truth. But so these goats, the, the, what, I, what I believe about a goat, about what is being said here, is that, is that the, there's a difference between what a goat sees and how he sees things and, and a sheep would see something. A sheep sees something as I have a master and I can follow a source. A goat says, I'm good. But a goat also has an imposter, and not the actual goat. A goat represents the imposter through, through the, throughout the Bible, that imposter spirit. You think about Jacob and Esau. What did Rebecca tell Jacob, Jacob to do? Jacob to go out and get two goats. That's what he covered him with, himself with, to pretend that he was someone else to receive the blessing. An imposter spirit always is taking it's always trying to be something they're not. And I believe that what Yeshua is saying here is that don't become like a goat. These, in, this, in this, I think it's funny that the ones that are goats that he refers to as goats also refer to him as Lord. Sometimes we don't even realize that we are a goat. Oh, we follow you. Like, we love you. Lord. Lord, when did we even see you hungry, dude? Like, what are you talking about? But there's an imposter that sets in. In the entrepreneur world, entrepreneurship world, it's called an imposter syndrome. And it's constantly this voice in your head that tells you no matter what you've done, no matter who you think you are, no matter how many accomplishments you have or anything hanging on the wall, that it comes in and it says, not you. You're not good enough. You're not quite like they are. You don't quite have what they have. And I believe that a taking spirit, as, as, a, as, as, a, as a people, as an individual, when you have a spirit that you don't even may, maybe know is there, but by not giving, by not getting out there, by not trying to be effective, by not doing something other than sitting and receiving, that you become an imposter or an imposter is planted in you. And I'm telling you, you don't know he's there. I was watching... Uh, Lightning McQueen and Mater last night with my boy. Uh, Cars 3. It's dope. I'm telling you, it's awesome. You should go check it out. But in the end of the, of the, of the movie, um, there's, this, there's this race car who's newer and faster than all the rest. He's the youngest one. He's trying to make Lightning McQueen and everybody else feel like he's better than them because he's young and he's got all the new stuff. But here's the thing is that he gets on the track. Yeah, I am really preaching from cars right now. I love how seriously I said that. Now, he gets on the track, okay? You with me? All right, hear me. Jesus. So, uh, so he's on the track, and, and, uh, and what he does, this, this, this newer car, his name's Jackson Storm, and he, uh, and he gets next. What he'll do is he'll be so far ahead, and all of a sudden he sees someone coming up, and they're about to come up, and, and, and his little pit crew will come in his ear and say, hey, they're in fourth place. They're, they're moving up. They're doing good. And he goes, all right, I got this. And he backs off, and he comes back to where they are. And he gets right up next to them, and he starts whispering in there, you're not really a race car. You don't belong here. You know you're not going to win this. That's powerful stuff, I'm telling you. <laughs> Glory, hallelujah. But it's the imposter that comes in and says, you can't do this. And I think that we all at times deal with this. And I believe that what it is, is that there are seeds within us that have not been activated. 
And even every single time that they're not activated, when we live in a season that this thing is, and we're, we're, we're subject to rainfall, and like, please, like, we need this, and it's about me, and please, Yahweh, like, I need this, instead of recognizing what source we draw from and what's within us already, the imposter starts to take place. And without you realizing it, you got your head stuck in the fence. Because you're looking for something else that's our, I mean, if we are following Yeshua, if he is our shepherd, then we, we, don't, we just need to go where he says to go, and the, the supply will be there, right? Man, is this landing with anybody? I feel weird this morning. I'm just going to be honest with you. No, thank you so much. Now I just feel so pumped up. Just kidding. Um, listen, I want to do something. Band, if you will, musicians, will y'all please come up here? Um, I, uh, we have something that I believe is going to activate this thing this morning. Um, not activate this thing this morning, but activate this thing this week. Um, we've done something. I got together with uh, the staff, with the team, leadership team here, and um, we have had a heart lately of, like, what can we do? What can we actually do? Not just talk about, not just sit here. And I, I got kind of irritated with myself of sitting up here preaching about giving or preaching about anything and not doing anything with us, myself, or giving opportunity for you to do it. And so, uh, so I had this thing, and I, you know, I recently talked to, um, I, was, I was preaching, and I said something about, uh, to Andrew that if you had $10,000 in your pocket and you're walking around that week knowing you had to give it to someone, what would you do? And uh, I don't have $10,000 for anybody, so if you got some for me, please pass it on. Um, but something that I, that, I, that I felt like we should do, that I wanted to do, that I thought would be a, a, an amazing exercise, and I believe that Yahweh put it in my heart to do it, is to get us out of our comfort zones. And can I go ahead and tell you something about myself? I might sound like, you know, I, I get all hyped and can talk and laugh and tell stories and, you know, be a jokester and everything else. And, but my nature is not extroverted. In fact, I think that this world has made all of us in some ways a little bit introverted. Like, I don't, I'm not saying that you got to be the life of the party, but I'm just saying that I believe that gone are the days that we can hide behind that. That we have to keep, I've said this before, but our eyes have to be lifted up and we need to constantly stir the waters within ourselves and say, I am not going to settle. I'm not going to settle for something that, that makes me uncomfortable and I'm just going to take things for myself. And I'm just going to sit back because that's not my wheelhouse. That's not what I do. I'm going to wait for it. Yahweh's going to give me a divine appointment and then that's when I'll have it. Those are great. But what are you looking for throughout the week? Where's the opportunity? And so I believe that what, what is, is, this is not the end. This is, a, this is a beginning. This is a seed sown. This is not a seed sown. This is, this is an, activation, an activation to the seed sown. I believe those things that maybe have mocked you, a seed that has been planted and you've never seen the fruit of it, I believe in this thing that we're about to walk into, in this time that is being activated this morning, this week, you're going to start to see those things in ways you never have before. So um, ushers or whoever's bringing them, Zach, whatever you got to do. What we've got is uh, this morning to start this thing. Y'all can go ahead and pass them out. We, we just have $25 gift cards to Walmart. Everybody in here, and we'll give them out next week too. 
And I know immediately the reaction is, well, that's cheesy, like, whatever. Like, I, I want you to take these gift cards, and I just want you to just take one. If you have a, if you have a child that you think you, wanna, you want them to learn about giving, you want them to act, you want to activate something in them, give it to them. But I want this week... Don't, don't, wait, don't wait a month. I'm telling you, don't wait a month because you will eventually do it for yourself or whatever else. I want you to take this gift card and I want you to put it in your pocket this week or in your wallet or in your purse, whatever it has to be. And I want you to walk with your eyes up this week and say, Yahweh, just show me someone. Just show me someone. Is $25 gonna change someone's life? Maybe some people, but that's not really what it's about. It's an activation. This is a key, I believe. Seeds that Apostle Ball, seeds that your parents, seeds that people have sown in your lives that have not come to fruit, I believe today we are activating these things. I really believe this, y'all. I have to do it too. I thought this was a cool idea until I started to realize that I do have to do it too, and I don't want to, but I'm going to. And uh, I told Eva about this. I was like, babe, this is kind of what I'm thinking. I I don't know. (laughs) This is kind of weird, but... This is what I'm thinking uh, about doing just to start. It's what Yahweh's telling me to kick this thing off. And I know we've got some other things planned, but what do you think about this? And she was immediately moved because she said, you know, (laughs) I've had many times where I was at Starbucks or I was at Chick-fil-A or I was somewhere and someone just gave something to me. And it did not matter what it was, like I had the money to get it no big deal, like some of these people you're gonna give to and that might, for some it might be like a meal, it might be a gift to you know, give at a birthday party. Some people might go in there and get them a couple six packs and some Marlboro Lights. I don't know, but it's not the point. The point is where is Holy Spirit leading you to give? Does this make sense to anybody? Y'all, y'all, y'all got this? Yeah, Henry. Um, you have something? Yeah, come on. Um, uh, but, I, but, I, uh, but I, I believe that this is the start. We have some other things. I've challenged our staff, our leadership team here. I want us to, on a monthly basis, you don't have to do it all, but I want us to challenge ourselves to have something available. We're going to start next month. We're going to figure, we're talking to Spare, which is a company that uh, in the very beginning of this year, you know, we talked about hope and the, the suicide rates here. They're the company that actually were a part of that article, and I reached out to them. We're going to try to get involved with some of the things that they're doing. And again, I've said this before, but there is no, that we did not get these like with our logo on them. Do not, this, is, this came from you. You sewed into this, this, uh, this move in the very beginning of this year, and this is, this is yours. This, you go out there and don't represent the Rock of Bay County. Go represent Yahweh. And say whatever you need to say or just give it and say, hey, I got this. I want to give it to you and walk away. I believe it's the same activation within us. Go ahead, Henry. Where, do we have a microphone? Thank you. And we've known a lot of houses that have the giving spirit and heart that you do, that this house represents. How many times have we heard apostles say, it's not about how many seeds are in the apple, it's about how many apples are in the seed. And Mark, that, um, that story I was sharing with you that was a vision that, that the Holy Spirit gave me one Sunday morning many, many, many years ago. 
of apostle with a bag on his side, just going back and forth up here, just slinging seed. And and I remember in that vision there were there were parts of of the house where he was throwing the seed where the where it's very green and there was growth and there were there other spots that were barren. Of course, wherever you're sitting, it was really green. Okay, just so you know. But but I was so stirred with that vision that Caroline and I went and shared it with Apostle. And shortly thereafter, we went to Canada. And we had driven to Canada. And it was during the summer. And we went by this field. And there were all these, these combines out there. And they were har- there was, it was a great harvest of wheat. And it was beautiful. And we got an image of that and had it framed and gave it to Apostle and Shirley. But these words that I know by Holy Spirit... I'm going to try to recite for you this morning are the words he gave us to put under that picture. And it went something like this. The sower spreads the seed around as far as he can see with hopes that each will find a place where it can grow abundantly. Some seed will lie on rocky ground and by the wayside some will fall. Some seed will be received for a little while and some never received at all. But some seed will fall on good ground, and then it begins to grow. And then the sower, he will rejoice because this is what he knows. He's found a good and honest heart. He's found an open door, another life that will be changed because that's what the seed is for. A good and honest heart is what the sower seeks you know. It only takes a good and honest heart for the seed to begin to grow. Amen. So awesome. So yeah, this is uh, I think it's kind of uncharted territory for us, and I and I struggle with this idea of like, man, I don't want to be like everybody else, and we're not going to be like everybody else. We're not just trying to be a church. I just want us to be effective. I want us to realize how much we have been given. And I want to give it out to this community. We can talk about redemption of Bay County until we're blue in the face. But until we activate it out there, we're never going to see any fruit. So I believe that today and this week, with this simple gesture, that this thing is going to unlock for us. Some things that have never been done before. Amen? Amen. Ben, you got anything, brother? You want to prophesy? All right, listen. Let's stand real quick. I love y'all and I thank you so much for receiving this. I know it's a little bit everywhere and I get this, I got it. I understand that it, hopefully, uh, it, hopefully something landed here for you, right? Like hopefully you understand my heart and what I'm trying to do this morning or what I believe Yahweh's doing through Holy Spirit in me. And I want you to be excited about this. I want you to be lifted up. I want you to be edified. There is nothing that can edify you like giving. I'm telling you, I've grown up around it and I love it. I love you. Y'all have a great week. Amen. Amen.